Hello and welcome to On Documentary, presented by KIOS at the Movies. I'm your host, Joshua LeBure, and today we're going to talk about the series, The Deep End. What we're going to be doing is what I call channeling. It's an incredibly dangerous process. It's also one of the most powerful tools that has ever existed. Don't you tell another this is Teal Swan. Don't you to her followers, she's a savior. You've got equal amounts of joy and power as you do despair. Teal Swan has over 145 million views online. I got tattooed. I never heard anyone. You saved my life. Speak so much truth. I feel like she's Jesus. The Deep End is a new documentary series from filmmaker John Casby, the filmmaker behind one of my favorite films in recent years, When Lambs Become Lions. The film spends time in the inner circle of the divisive spiritual leader, Teal Swan, who many accuse of being an internet cult leader. The filmmakers spent three years with Teal and her team, and the series really portrays a journey. You can feel Casby's open-mindedness in the first episode, but throughout the series, darkness really seems to creep in. The more time that we spend with these people in the series, you start to wonder why she would even let cameras in the room while she says and does some of the things that she says and does. And I'll just say it's incredibly powerful and brave and honest, but it also feels a bit frightening and upsetting as you really feel for her followers and the pain that they're going through and you wish that they could get more professional help. But unfortunately, we don't live in a culture that values healthcare and especially mental health care for everyone. So too often, people can fall into the arms of snake oil salesmen and charlatans. I absolutely loved this series. It feels honest without being enabling. It feels caring and human. Also, the cinematography is impeccable and the sound design is immersive and it has a very effective score. When I realized after episode one, the series was directed by John Casby, I had to get him on the show to discuss the series more in depth. My name is John Casby. I'm a documentary filmmaker, and this is a project about Teal Swan, who is one of the more um, charismatic and controversial spiritual teachers working today. Throughout the series, I couldn't get John's first film, When Lambs Become Lions, out of my head. With both of these projects, he tackles incredibly complicated and divisive subjects with grace and humanity. I think, you know, for me, and when I set, when, it, when we finished this project, which was which was recently, I kind of sat back and, and thought a little bit about holistically between this and Lambs. We, we also just finished another film as well called Sophia in between. And, and started to see some similarities between these projects and what was drawing me to them. And I think that the word it kind of boils down to is this idea of dichotomy. I think from a very young age, I've really been drawn to trying to understand opposing perspectives. And for me, it really goes back to my childhood. Um, I was raised by Christian missionaries. And so I spent a lot of my childhood traveling and trying to convince people to become Christian and, and um, interacting with people who think very differently than me and, um, and trying to connect and kind of bridge that gap. And when I started working on the Lambs of Calm Lions, it very much so had that kind of spirit to it. It's like, here's two opposing sides that both feel like they're misunderstood by the whole world. Like what happens if we approach these characters and these people in an effort of, of understanding and really trying to see the world from their perspective um, and ideally add something to the conversation. 
And with the, uh, with the deep end, it was very similar. You know, there have been a lot of talk about Teal Swan. You have, you know, millions of followers on one side who are saying things like this person saved my life and she's healed all my pain and she's not afraid to speak the truth in ways that no one else will. And on the other side, you have a group of critics who have a completely different perspective um, who are saying things like her work is very dangerous and she's not licensed and she's attracting vulnerable people. So that the fact there that, you, you know, you have one person in their teaching that's kind of drawing these two very different reactions uh, drew me in right away. You know, the question for me I was I was trying to answer is just like, how do these how do these two perspectives coexist? And, and what happens if you approach this where you, you start from the inside? And you really try to understand Teal as a human first, and then as a spiritual teacher, and then and then as as and then kind of zoom out and see kind of the ripple effects that her work is having on people around her. So yeah, that, that that was kind of the the spirit of the approach at the beginning. But um, over time, it definitely changed as we learned more and as we got further in. Um, it definitely evolved, and I, that may, that might be another thing that you were sort of feeling when you watched the first episode. Um, you know, the, my favorite types of films are oftentimes the ones where you can tell that the filmmakers came in very open and, and kind of letting go of preconceived notions and allowing the story and the people in it to kind of change them. And um, Lambs was definitely a, a, a film that did that to me. You know, I, I, I thought I knew a thing or two about poaching. And as I got further in, I realized I really didn't understand it. Um, and Teal Swan was no different. And, and my hope is that audiences can kind of get that experience that the filmmakers get so that by the end of it, you're, you're taken on a journey and actually changes the way you, you see yourself and, and see the world. It's really easy to make stories about issues you agree with, but I feel like John makes stories that challenge him and he really tries to understand people. I think it's really easy to put people in categories and kind of write them off very quickly, um, especially when you're not in a room with them and when kind of all your interaction is, is through the internet. Um, and in a lot of ways, Teal Swan was dealing with that as well. And so this, you know, in some ways it was similar at the beginning of this. I was like, there's a lot of people that really don't like this person. There's a lot of people who do really like this person. But what I haven't seen a lot of is, uh, is art and, and film that's, that's trying to see the world from her perspective. And so at the beginning, that was really the approach we took. Um, just trying to be as open as possible. Just trying to really be sponges and to absorb what was going on um, in her world. I asked John how he got involved with the series. Yeah, so I'd seen, uh, you know, there were a lot of YouTube videos um, that she had put out and other people had covered her, like BBC had done a piece on her and there was a Vice article about her. Um, and there was a production company called The Documentary Group that reached out to me and um, and they, you know, sent me some of her videos and, and a podcast that was made about her and just asked, you know, am I, am I interested in this? Um, and at first I was very on the fence, you know, I really didn't know if this was the right thing for me. And so I, I told them to start off with, I would love to just go and spend a few weeks with Teal um, to get a sense of, of her and her work and, and see if they also feel like I'm the right fit for them. Um, and so that's what I did. I, I went there, you know, without a camera um, and really talked through with them what the filmmaking process is like and, you know, kind of try to put out all the all the hard parts about it up front. So everyone is just clear, you know, let them know it's going to be exhausting and they're not going to have creative control. And, um, you know, they may not even like what's made and they might feel misunderstood at times and talk through with them a little bit about my approach and how I try to like prioritize the human side of this and the relations side of it um, above the film. And that that's kind of the foundation of everything. And so it was sort of a, a test to see like, you know, is there potential trust here? Is there a relationship that can grow? Um, in good faith. And, and it was interesting. One of the first things Teal told me when I was kind of going through the list of like everything that can go wrong in this process. Um, she said, you know, I'm not worried about you filming me at all. And I'm never going to ask you to turn your cameras off because I've been through so much abuse in my life that I actually feel safer when the camera's pointed at me because I know there's going to be proof of whatever happens. 
Um, and that really, that stood out to me. It was this very like bold um, thing for her to say right off the bat. And she's very, she's unapologetic about who she is and her methods and her ambition. And she kind of presents herself like she has no, nothing to hide. And I think at the beginning, I really appreciated that. I was really drawn to that. And then over time, you know, it, it, we kind of got deeper and started to learn that she actually, she has a real need to be seen. And she really thrives off of, um, off of that attention in a way. It was about a three-year process of filming and kind of embedding with, with Teal in the community um, to, to really create this inside out approach where you're, you're, you're in your front and center in, in the mix. That was the goal. You know, I think we, we didn't want this to feel like um, an information based um, documentary where, where you're just kind of learning things. We wanted to take audiences and put them front and center in, in the vortex of what it's like to be in a community like this um, and with a group who is, you know, fully believes in everything that they're doing and is, is trying to end human suffering at all costs. Everyone comes to these types of stories with their own perspective, and they draw their own conclusions. But one of the things I mentioned to John is how jarring some of the scenes are and how it seemed in a lot of these situations, most people would ask for the cameras to be turned off. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of trust built over the filming. And, and you know, there are many, many moments that I had that same question. I mean, more, more so than you actually see in the series, because, you know, everything we filmed, most of those things we saw unfold in situations where we weren't filming. Um, so, so in a lot of cases, by the time we were filming it, they were pretty used to us being around um, and being there. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had moments too, where I had that question of like, why, why am I in, like, why was I allowed in this room and why am I being allowed to film this? And I think the realization I had eventually was that when you don't see what you're doing is problematic and you don't feel like you have anything to hide, um, you, you don't see anything wrong with it. Um, and it's a situation where, you know, Teal is, she's a very strong personality. She's got a lot of drive and she's very ambitious and she's surrounded by a lot of people who enable that ambition. And I think on, on some levels, that's, that's important for any type of celebrity to have people that kind of, you know, support you and, and can meet other needs. But the other, on the other hand, like there's really not anyone who's standing up to her or really gut checking her, um, or questioning any of these decisions. And that, that's for me where I started to get a little bit unsettled. As the series goes along, I felt like I could feel the filmmaker's perspective shifting. I asked if he thought that was a fair assessment. Absolutely. The last thing we wanted to do was spoon feed people answers or opinions. Right? We, wanted to, we wanted to really create something that reflected our experience in the field and allowed audiences to kind of you know, wrestle with that and make up their own minds. And for us in the field, you know, we were all over the place. Like the number of times where I was you know, in instances where I was watching Teal work with someone and I was blown away and I was like, wow, she really just helped that person. Like, it feels like that, you know, I just saw years of therapy compressed into an hour and I would talk with the person afterwards and they would talk about how it changed their life and how, you know, they now understand themselves in a deeper way and it's changed their relationship with their parents or whatever it was. Like that happened many times. Um, and we filmed instances like that as well. But at the same time, there were times where, I, you know, I'd watch her working with someone who was really vulnerable and, and felt desperate and, and, you know, we're treating her kind of like a God and it left me feeling uneasy. Um, and I think for us as, as storytellers, we felt not only responsibility, but like it's, it's, it's just the, this, the realistic kind of constraints of, of working in, in documentary where it's, it's kind of what you get, like no matter what type of experience you want to create, like the footage, the, the, the truth in the footage kind of bleeds through. Um, and so, you know, in the later episodes, that definitely happens. You definitely start you know, feeling that um, kind of darkness coming in. Since doing research after watching the series, I found that Teal Swan has been incredibly critical of the series so far. 
And I was curious to get John's reaction to that. This is kind of my feeling about it. I mean, first off, I, I need to say, like, I think anytime someone opens up uh, their lives and their community to a camera, it's, it's a brave and it's a vulnerable thing. And it's not easy to do. Um, and, you know, that's not lost on me and my team. You know, I think, I think Teal and her community, they showed a lot of bravery in this process. At the same time, and this is something I told them, you know, right off the bat, like there's going to be things in this that you like and some things in this that you don't like. Um, and I think anytime you're seeing three years of your life, you know, compressed into a, a four-part series, it's emotional and it's complicated and it's, um, it's hard. But no, I mean, I, I, you know, we really stand by the series. I, I think, I think it's, it's tough at times to watch Teal's reactions to these. Um, a lot of them I'm really surprised by. At the same time, you know, I think she's, I think she's struggling with, with seeing herself. I think she's struggling with, um, you know, kind of having a mirror held up to her and, and just having it, having it speak for itself. You know, like I, I don't, I really don't feel like this material has been postured. I feel like we're really presenting it as raw and, and, um, kind of authentically as, as we can. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think she's, I think she's doing what feels right to her. Um, and, and I, I stand pretty confidently by the series. I think it speaks for itself. One of the criticisms a lot of documentary filmmakers get and that Swan criticizes Casby in this film is saying that it's not a documentary but I think that comes from a misunderstanding of what documentary is. The idea of truth and objectivity are always affected by our own perspective. And I was curious to get John's reaction and thoughts about the idea of quote unquote cinema truth. I agree with you kind of on your, on your, you know, viewpoint on truth. You know, it's like perspective is, is really all we have. And it's like, you, you take a bunch of perspectives and you kind of like gather them together and then there's some form of truth kind of in there. Um, and, and the filmmaking process is similar in a lot of ways. You know, it's like I, I spend years in the field with my small team and we, you know, we wrestle with, with what we're seeing and we, you know, we, we document it. And oftentimes we're experiencing it as well without cameras so that we can understand what it feels like to be in, to be in those situations that go through those processes and to have those conversations that we're then filming later. So we, we try to go through as much of it as we can ourselves. Um, and then, you know, once, once we're, once we're done filming and we start editing, we bring in fresh perspectives. We bring in, people who haven't gone through the blood, sweat and tears that we went through to kind of gather and, and save all these moments. Um, and that's a really, really valuable uh, part of the process for me. Um, Cause it, it allows, you know, like uh, my, my interpretation of the footage to be different than, than, you know, an editor's because I've, you know, gone through all these things and, and have these relationships with all the people in it. Um, and so I think that that for me helps a lot. It's really grounding. Um, and it's it's a really really valuable really valuable gut check, um, and um, and yeah I don't know, I mean I mean the, the the truth question around documentary is like such a big one. Um, I I really feel like our jobs are to to portray as closely as possible what it felt like when we were there. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe in like the the capital T truth of like you know, something that, that is universal and, and absorbs everything. And that I think it's going to be different for each person who watches it, which is also why I think that like different people are going to react to the series differently. And I think they should, 
I think that's appropriate. The other criticism levied at the series was that the filmmakers went in with preconceived conclusions, but I don't feel that at all. It feels like a journey to me, like any relationship, as you find more information and you have more experiences with the person, whether they're a friend, a romantic partner, spiritual teacher, or the subject of a documentary series, the process has the ability to change over time. And that's on display here. Absolutely. I'm glad you felt that in the material. I mean, that's definitely, you know, what my process is. And, um, you know, I think the the reaction from Teal that I had a preconceived, she's giving me too much credit, honestly. To, to I'm not, anyone, who, anyone who knows me knows that that's, I'm not that guy. Uh, and I, I, I'm very much so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very open person and I like to be challenged by the by the process. Um, and I, 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 I've seen, you know, I've seen films where you can tell the filmmakers knew exactly what the story was going to be. Um, and they kind of find the pieces to kind of portray that. And I, I find them less compelling. I find them less interesting of a journey. Um, and I also don't like making films that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, this was definitely a wild roller coaster of emotion and, and figuring out what's real and what's not. And, whose perspective we're in and whose we aren't in. And it, it, uh, the amount of whiplash I think we felt both in shooting and editing was unlike anything I've ever, ever experienced before. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, my hope is that, you know, audiences get to kind of go through that as well. Cause I think there's a lot to chew on here. Um, and a lot of like, you know, big themes that we, you know, are coming up more and more. I mean, the, the, one of the big ones for me is just like, where do we look to for help? Like the, the number of people in my own life who I'm finding, you know, disgruntled with the traditional avenues of mental health who are, who are looking beyond, you know, a therapist um, to try to find the help that, that they think works for them. It, it just seems to be happening more and more. And I, I feel like anytime we're looking for anything, the first place we go to is the internet. Um, and, you know, Teal is one of the first people you're going to find there. The pain and suffering is on full display here. It's heartbreaking and the series doesn't shy away from it. And I appreciate that in this series. I also find it interesting that there's not only pain in the followers, but it's also in Teal. It's rife in the inner circle and also in her critics as well. We're all flawed. We're all just humans trying to connect. In the edit, that was a big thing we really focused on. and spent a lot of time thinking about and talking about. It was like, what type of pain and what suffering has like caused this person or this character to kind of be in the position they're in um, and make the choices they're making and saying the things they're saying, whether it was Blake or whether it was Juliana, or whether it was Teal or whether it was Matias, like we really tried to look at it through that lens. Um, and that was something that, you know, we, we, Teal teaches, that's like a direct part of her teaching, you know, like it's, it's not what's wrong with you. It's what happened to you. It's like one of her, one of her key lines and then looking at the world through the lens of trauma and, Trying to understand how people are rather than just trying to like fix them and change them and I, you know i found that really valuable and interesting and so you know in a way we, we sort of took that approach to, to how we edited this and how we thought about all the, all the people in it and it, it kind of goes back to that idea that that core ethos for us which is like let's try to understand these people i think it's very easy especially with people like teal who you know are striking and can kind of be off-putting at times and um who are very misunderstood to, to very quickly vilify them and to make them the bad guy and to just like you know just focus on that and it's not to it's not to wipe teal's you know slate clean it's not to say that there haven't been mistakes made there that certainly haven't i think the series explores those really effectively especially through people like molly but it's not that simple and i think it's really easy uh in film to, to simplify these complex communities and these complex issues and and just look at one side of it. And so I'm, I'm hoping that this really pushes people to 
wrestle with all sides of this and and see it from from a couple of different perspectives. I was curious what John wanted people to take away from the series and maybe what lessons he learned in the process. <laughs> it depends on the day you ask that one. It changes all the time. I mean, one of the biggest ones right now is this realization that like, there's not one size fits all for healing. And I think it really comes down to people doing the work themselves and then figuring out what works for them. I think it's really, it's tricky and it's unsettling when you kind of hand all agency over to one person and trust them fully and, and aren't doing the work and aren't thinking for yourself. And I think that's kind of the only protection you have in, in, in situations where things get a little bit tricky. So um, so yeah, I, th- I think my biggest takeaway is, is do the work, you know, figure out what works for you and remain open that it might not be from where you expect it. I think this is a great place to end it. I want to thank John so much for taking the time to come on the show and speak with me today. The Deep End is now streaming from Freeform on Hulu. This episode was produced by me, Joshua LeBure, with support from my co-producer, Courtney Bierman. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure.